The Unexplainers Extra! I'm John Rutledge, a.k.a. Eggsy from Visionary Rap Group, the GLC. Lover of mystery, disciple of intrigue. I'm Mike Bubbins, comedian and qualified PE teacher, fan of fact, seeker of proof. We're on a quest to unexplain the most unexplainable mysteries. For we are the Unexplainers. How's it looking, Mike? Have you buried him in properly? Well, yes, thank you, John. Thanks for, thanks for all your help, by the way. Just turn up to watch me bury a hamster, you weirdo. Well, uh, you had to make sure he crossed over properly, you know, because... Well, I don't uh, need advice, by the way, on how to bury hamsters, because I've buried nine before this one. And you're, you're not the one who's going to tell your kids when they come home from school why the hamsters are a slightly different colour again, right? Well, the thing is, Mike, um, your kids have got, what, nine ghost hamsters to play with now. I don't know what they're going to complain about. Well, they haven't got, no, because they've, they've got nine dead hamsters that they don't know are dead, by the way, so don't tell them. You ruined Christmas last year, right? Don't say anything. I think the fact of the matter is, you know, you should make the most of having the, the ghost animal around you. You know. Yeah, but there's no such thing as ghost animals, is Already, there? Already, Mike, I've proven ghosts exist. No, you haven't. I have. You come with me, we will go on a little investigation, and I will prove that the ghost animal exists. Well, can we go via a pet shop? I'll tell you what, if I can prove to you a ghost animal exists, I'll buy you a live hamster. A live one? Yeah. Can you buy dead ones? Uh, I know a place where you can get them, but they give them to you for free. Mike was a fool. I'd encountered ghost animals my entire life, in shops, bedrooms, even in a leisure centre where pets don't normally go. So I took him to another ghost hotspot, a museum where a proper academic would reveal the facts. We're in Cardiff. Well, you know what the building is? This is the National Museum of Wales, mate. This is uh, one of the finest pieces of civic architecture in the city, if not the country. And it's also one of the finest places to meet someone who's actually documented an example of a ghost animal. Is he a friend of yours? Is he a very close friend of mine? You mean someone in the coffee shop? I mean, not not a scientist. Yeah, no, he's a close friend of mine. There's Ben. There's oh, Ben here. That's Ben there, isn't it? Hi, Ben. Great Hi. to see you again. Uh, hello. Wonderful Hi. times. Uh, yeah. Hi, Hi, this is Mike. I'm Mike. That's Hi, Mike. Very nice, right. John. Yeah, um, we're uh, good friends. Yeah. Uh, How did you oh, two? I uh, don't think we've met. You never we're, met him before. No. John said you, you and him are good friends. Yeah. Uh, Do you want to tell um, Mike a little bit about yourself? Because I don't know you, and probably John does. Yeah. So, you okay. Know. Uh, I'm Ben Rosen. I'm uh, in the Department of Natural Sciences here, and I'm the senior curator of mollusks. So I'm thinking mollusks. I'm thinking snails, slugs. Yeah. S specifically, um, one type of slug. Ben, it's a. Uh, I'm right in saying this. It's a ghost slug. Yeah, yeah, you've come to the right place for that. Could you tell us a bit more about that? A ghost slug is a very strange animal. That, uh, well, we only discovered it a few years ago when a member of the public brought it in. Uh, it doesn't look anything like any of the other slugs that we've got in the UK. We've got... So is it a new species? It is, yeah. The Latin name is Selena clamis usprida, and that's come from the Welsh word usprid. Usprid is uh, the word for spirit or ghost, as in usprid lamb, the Holy Spirit. Uh, so it really is a ghost slug. So, I mean, this, this is a great moment to introduce this theory to Mike, that a slug is not just something that crawls around a garden and eats your veg. Uh, it's something that can exist in more than one dimension. After it's been stamped on, after the slug pellets have been thrown on it or it's been covered in salt, it can come back with a vengeance, with a new type of body, and it can haunt the majority of the UK. That's great news. Yeah, I don't think that's actually what Ben's saying. Can you show us a ghost slug? I can show you a real one. Uh, yeah, I'll take you on the same trail that I followed myself. Trail, nice link. Good, I like it, Fabulous. yeah. As a former teacher of physical education, I felt thrilled and at home in this temple of knowledge. So when Ben offered to take us behind the scenes, I could barely contain my excitement. This is the excited bit to me. Yeah, this is the We're going to see things that people don't see. So you're taking us to a part of the building nobody 
normally gets to visit. Yes, but this is where we work with the curators. Whenever okay. I go to a museum, yeah. I go to, into locked doors, I get very excited. Yeah. But I'm gibbering, I'm gibbering, yeah. I'm excited. Okay. Come on, let's, let's go for this. Okay, these are a very home vaults here in Wales. Okay. Wow, there's a first aid box. Oh, they've got a fire extinguisher. That must be they've got the lock very rare lenses. to have one here. Now, let's be polite, though, there's a scientist at work. There is a scientist at work. Uh, Hello. Hi. Pleased Hi. to meet you. We're uh, from the BBC, making a cutting-edge documentary about uh, ghost animals. You've got right. a book there, Ben, that's just all... How many species of slugs and snails are there? And we thought there were about uh, 35, but it turns out there's about 45. We found loads more in the process of producing this book, which is uh, what everybody needs to know about slugs of Britain slugs and Ireland. Of Britain Island, yeah. Great um, title. And if we uh, turn this page, there you go, uh, the ghost slug. It's, it's virtually colourless, really. You can see some pinky uh, brown intestines inside it there. So it's sort of semi-invisible. You know, ghosts are, you can see them, but they're a lot harder to see in, in uh, real life compared to normal people. Um, and this is a picture of, a, of the slug stretching itself get, to get into that worm's hole there. Oh, oh you do that. One. Yeah, yeah, we draw our own stuff. Have a look at that. I'll give you a... So the shading's B plus. good. The shading's good, and he's B got plus. the dots on it as well. Probably could put a smile on its face. Yeah, you, yeah, you missed the smile up there. Yeah, and there's no hair. It's got a quite a vicious set of teeth on it. It certainly does. Yes. Uh, if I just turn to the beginning, I think we put a picture of the teeth in the book as well, just to frighten people. Oh, sorry. Oh my oh, crikey! I've just seen a three. That is horrendous. So this is like something H.R. Geiger would design for the Alien film. These I are the teeth. Hundreds of teeth. In, in chevrons, upon chevrons, upon chevrons. Yeah, that's actually rolled up um, inside its uh, mouth and it's got powerful muscles that control it. And the way it works is um, somewhere between uh, a, ch a cheese grater and a chainsaw. It's the idea of this thing flying into your garden at night and I trying to eat your I face. I'm not, I'm not an expert, I don't think they fly. Passing over to the other side. I mean, ghosts can do all sorts, Mike. As I've said, John, I, I, think, I don't think this is a ghost slug in as much as Let, well, let me just ask, so what's it called again, uh, Ben? It's, it's called, called a ghost slug. So, yeah, yeah, you go, Mike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm agreeing with you. For instance, there's, there's a ghost train in Barry Island yeah. Fun Fair, right? Mm. It's not a dead train, right? Mm. It's called a ghost train. How do you know that? I've been on it. Have you spoken with the train? I don't talk to you, the train. There you go, so you don't know. So I think I've just won that one. So anyway, Ben, um, do, do you keep these things in the building? We do keep um, animals in the museum, but they're all dead. They've all been preserved. Well, naturally, they're ghosts. Uh, so I can show you one of the actual specimens downstairs, but that would be down in the spirit store. Um, naturally, the spirit store, Mike, you see, the, uh, the very much uh, akin to the trap in the film Ghostbusters, which also was kept in the downstairs part of the Ghostbusters HQ. It all makes so much sense now, Mike. I think it's probably the spirit is to do with the preserving spirit they use. That's right, yeah, they're preserved in alcohol. Yeah. yeah, whatever, guys. Off we went to the spirit store. I was gutted that I hadn't bought a jar to get a ghost slug souvenir to take back to haunt the chiller section of my fridge. So we're underneath the main body of the museum now. As soon as you go in, you should be able to smell the, uh, the alcohol. Oh, right, we're inside. It smells like an old hospital. This is roller racking, and this is how we store things down here. And inside there, there's thousands and thousands of glass jars. We estimate we've got several million uh, invertebrate specimens here in the museum. This one says Graham Research. Is that his name? Is that a man's name? Graham? Yeah, that is a man's name, yes. His yeah. name's Graham Research. That's amazing because it works with the job. That's perfectly. what he does as well. Yeah. I mean, that's amazing. Uh, if we look down here, we've got some of the larger mollusks that we've got stored in alcohol. So oh! Uh, slug, uh, squid. Oh. That is like some sort of Victorian chamber of horrors. Oh, look at this. So that looks like some of the alien. It does look like something out I of I can the imagine we, we, we had us having a 
Welsh going to the Welsh cake with some bad breath upstairs in the cafe later. Stomach Start coughing a bit. Suddenly your, your t-shirt turns red yeah. and this thing shoots out of your stomach. And then it ends up hiding here and taking everyone out and you have to take it out single-handedly with a flamethrower yeah. at the end of the working day. But hopefully that won't happen. Do today. we have any flamethrowers on? Uh, actually, this is one of the most uh, flammable parts of the museum because we're surrounded by high concentrations of alcohol, so we wouldn't bring a flamethrower in yet. That's safety precautions. Yeah, safety first, safety first. Like a living slug sliding down to a cabbage's heart, we slid slashed walk down to the heart of the museum to gaze upon the ghost slug. This is a locked cabinet now. This is Slug HQ, Slug Central. You can feel the presence already. I'm very excited. I know Mike's sweating a bit, but I think that just might be his diabetes. But either way, we're ready now. So we've got a jar about the size of a big jar of honey. Uh, and there are several little containers in there because this was the source of all those diagrams I showed you before. Mm -hmm. I actually took it apart and I put it into separate pieces. So. This is it here. This is the ghost slug. As you can see, John, it's, it's what we call a real thing. I mean, it's actually there. Right? It's a massive ghost yeah, slug. No, we've established that is, that it's called a ghost slug. Yeah, a slug that's a ghost. Ghost slug. That's right, isn't it, Ben? I guess. My friends know what they're talking about, Mike. Sorry, Ben. After sleepless nights of research, I found another, even more spine-chilling case to convince Facty McNobelief, aka Mike. We jumped in the car and hit the road, ready to blow this case wide open. I've set something up that is going to blow your breasts off. Mike, you and I are going to a place called West Wales, and we are going to a place called Carew Castle, and we're going to Carew. It's called Carew Castle. Carew Castle, that's right. Carew. And we're going to walk the ramparts, and we're going to we're going to experience the whole building. Do you know why we're going to walk the ramparts of this ancient building? i got a pretty good idea, John, because I've walked those ramparts last summer on holiday with the kids and my wife, and uh, you're going to tell me about the legend of the... Stop right there. Right. While it is... This is your voice now. I'm just reading your mind. Go on. While it is, mate, it's a ghost monkey while it's there. You're right, Mike. And that's why we're going to West Wales to Carrow why, Castle. Why has my alter ego got a Newport accent? I'm not sure about that bit yet. I'm not holding out great hopes for meeting the ghost monkey because the guide himself said that it's just a story that's sort of built up over the years. Yeah, I know for a fact that guide has been fired for interfering with spirits. So let's just forget about him. And I know I'm going to give you all the facts. I'm going to roll them into a big vaporous ghost ball and push them in your mouth. Yeah, sounds, uh, sounds good. We arrived at the stunning Carew Castle in Pembrokeshire National Park, a truly magnificent building whose very stones were covered in history and moss. So this really is where the excitement begins. We are at the mouth, the opening of Carew Castle. Well, yeah, this is the entrance to Carew Castle. Yeah. We walk up the, the, uh, the pathway into there, lined with flags, and then we got the remains of Carew Castle. Obviously, that would have been quite an imposing building back in its day. Uh, no roof to speak of. No, the roof's come off. The windows are, are long gone, but the, the, the window frames are still there. And look up ahead, a yeah. skeleton ghost staring down. Or is it? No, no, it's not it's just an empty window. It's mate. nothing, that's right, it's nothing. But is it your mind or is it an invisible skeleton ghost that is watching us now? We don't know, but only our research. You do realise that if it is an invisible ghost, we're not going to see it, whatever happens. Ah, but unless you open your... Your, your third sort of, eye? Yes, your third eye. Yeah. Then will you see the invisible ghost or you feel it on top of you or maybe it's hand down your back or just the smell of this ghost sweat. You know, there's so many different options. Let's go and have a look in the gift shop. We met Castle Guide Tony, which was amazing because his name actually matched with his job description. He was going to show us around the building and tell us all about the monkey ghost. Hello, Tony. I'm Mike. Hello, Mike. How are you? Hi, Tony. I'm John. Hello, John. Nice to meet you. Yeah. Can you just tell us a little bit about Carew Castle? Yeah, it's been an important site for at least 2,000 years. Mm -hmm. And we know that because where there was some archaeological excavations done over here in the 90s, right. uh, they found evidence of 
Iron Age defences. Now it's a beautiful looking building, a big yeah. imposing stone building. Where would that last have been an inhabited castle? 1685 um, and it was inhabited by the Carew uh, family and they abandoned it basically during the Civil War. They nicked all the lead off the roof to make musket balls and out oh, of the windows okay. and things so after that it was leaking like a sieve and I think they gave up on it in 1685 and went to Somerset. Um, so would this have been parliamentarian or would it have been... They declared for the king and it changed hands four times during the Civil War, finished up with the parliamentarians. Top man. I mean, always always get on the winning side, John. That's the key. That's right. That's why I hang out with you, Mike, because you're a winner. Thank you, mate. <laughs> very kind. The main reason we're here, of course, is the ghost monkey. Yeah. Can you take us in and give us a few more details? Yeah. Where the ghost monkey is supposed to appear is further over in the Northwest Tower, so we got quite a way to go to get there. Let's okay. go, Tony. Let's go. Right. Yeah, come on, right. let's go. John's, John's, John's incredibly excited about this. We headed through this time-worn castle to the realm of the ghostly monkey also known as the North Tower. In fact, just known as the North Tower. This is the entrance to the Northwest Tower now. Yeah. Tiny little sort of doorway. This story of the ghost monkey exists. Have you ever felt any strange presence? Or have no. you ever, you've never felt The only fear? thing I've ever felt is when I banged my head on that. Okay, <laughs> okay. So I mean, but then other people have come along to visit other sort of beliefs. Oh, other people. Well, there was, uh, there was some paranormal investigators in here in May and I did speak to one lady. She didn't actually see anything concrete, but she convinced herself that she'd heard all sorts of things. I gotta say, I'm an arch skeptic. Okay. I don't want to be a party pooper. That's fair enough. That, feel, you know, you know, Tony, feel free to poop his party because, I mean, <laughs> if you want to lead us all up to the tower. First? Yeah, sure, now, it's not that just, far. It's a very, very low arch there. Yeah, it's low arch and the stairs are fairly uneven as well. It's a pretty steep staircase we're coming up now. Yeah. Um, still pretty intact. Wow. So this is the Northwest Tower. Right, okay. Which, in the early 17th century, so rumour has it, was occupied by a chap by the name of Sir Roland Rees. And Sir Roland Rees, by all accounts, is a pretty unsavoury fellow. And he had a companion, which was a Barbary ape. He was a traveller, he'd been a traveller and he'd acquired it somewhere on his travels. The story goes that one dark and stormy night, a local merchant by the name of Horowitz came to challenge Sir Roland Rees because evidently Sir Roland Rees's son had decamped with Horowitz's daughter, which he wasn't best pleased about, as you can imagine. And anyway, the servants who were elsewhere heard lots of screaming and wailing and came in and discovered that Horowitz had been attacked by the ape. He was in a bit of a bad way, apparently quite badly injured. And he is alleged to have shouted a curse at Sir Roland Rees. Later on, the servants heard more screaming and wailing and gnashing of teeth. Eventually, I think smoke was seen coming from somewhere, so they broke in again and Sir Roland Rees was dead with his throat ripped out. The ape was either dead or missing, depending on which version of the story that you believe. But the story is that on a dark and stormy night, you can hear the ape screaming from the Northwest Tower. So, so this is where it all actually this happened. This is where, where we are now is where this is all supposed to have happened. A really horrific murder went on. Not just a man I'm not killing sure that, another I'm man. I'm not sure that, that an ape can murder anyone, can they? The act of death happened, yeah. you know. Um, no. An animal with this pure animal instinct ripped a man's throat yeah. out. 
you look out the windows, yeah. so could a monkey have jumped out of here? 20, 30 feet up? Well, could have escaped. Yeah. They're pretty agile, aren't they? They could, could have done, yeah. Agile could creatures, done. fast could creatures. You know, it could have gone off to, to carry on a spate of murders around the rest of the country that we may never know about. Got a fertile imagination, this boy, isn't he? <laughs> My imagination was more fertile than an alluvial plain at the height of fertile season. Whatever that means. We needed to speak to someone who'd witnessed the monkeyness at the castle. Q, paranormal investigator and friend of the show, Andy Chandler. Hello, Andy. Good. Hi, Andy. You are a man who's taken many investigations into the world of the paranormal. Carrow Castle is a very intriguing place, full of you know, ghost stories and, and odd tales and, and that sort of stuff. And the, the ape is really the one that stands out the most because it's, it's, it's a non-human spirit, and that really does intrigue me. You've even experienced something. Am I right in saying this? Yeah, basically. I, I, I can remember it. we were doing an investigation there once, and we were up there, we were doing a, a, a vigil in, in, in the tower. And yeah, I can remember a, a psychic being very affected by the atmosphere and, and seeming to to channel the, the spirit of the ape. Wow, know. the experience I have of psychics, they channel the emotions of people. Say for example, I'm psychic, but I picked up a guy called Dean who died 30 years ago and his voice might be like this. My name's Dean. Yeah. I died here. It didn't get that. No, there was no sign of Dean there that day. Okay. Were they talking monkey? Yeah, they were talking in an apish manner. Possibly, yeah, sort of. Like. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there were definitely certain elements of that, which when you witness, you don't quite know how to react to that straight away, as you can, as you can imagine. Quite right. Um, when you're, you're communicating with the spirit of a person, you can ask certain questions. I mean, I, I'm not a huge believer in psychics, and by that I mean I don't believe in them at all. If you're going to ask an ape something, yeah. it's not going to give you an answer that means anything. No. At, at the time, uh, the, the psychic seemed to just be really built up with emotion, with rage, with anger. Did the psychic start sort of thrashing around and flicking their dung at people? and? Um, unfortunately, again, no. There was little to no dung flinging that night, to be fair, and I think that would have been the convincing factor for me about the whole debacle. Dung flinging will convince you of anything, really. Yeah, I think if anyone throws their feces in your face, it will convince you. Yeah, yeah I call that solid fact. Sometimes liquid facts, depends on what they've eaten. What do you think we can do to encourage an encounter with the Barbary ape? Putting it bluntly, trigger objects. Um, if I'm going in for humans, I'm going to put gold coins down because gold coins have been recognisable by humans for thousands of years. Uh, you guys are going into something where you're trying to communicate with something that has no baggage like that. And I try to go in with bananas or something that that um, Barbary ape is going to recognise and be drawn to. Okay, now that's an interesting approach and I like that style. It's a very intriguing investigation to take on um, and I, I'm going to be very excited to see what you guys get. To catch a monkey ghost, we needed to think like a monkey ghost. To think like a monkey ghost, we needed to study a pre-monkey ghost or monkey. We travelled to nearby Folly Farm to meet pre-monkey ghost keeper Rosie, the monkey keeper. Rosie, hi. Hi, nice to meet you. I'm John. Hello. Hi, you okay? Uh, this is Mike. Hello, Rosie. Hi, nice to okay. meet you. Yeah. You are the Barbary Ape Commander, is that the correct terminology? <laughs> I wish I was a commander, okay. uh, a keeper, yeah. Okay, yes. so you're the keeper, you look after these guys. Uh, As they you know, they come guys? when okay. you get a collection of monkeys together, it's called a, a, oh, a, a bunch group of guys. Of guys. Yeah, that's right, isn't it? Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. That ape sort of the floor there is about two feet tall, very cute looking, sort of tawny fur, lovely little ears. Uh, he's called Libu. Okay, yeah. so he's a, he's a Barbary Ape, obviously named after Barbara, I imagine. <laughs> Found them. Uh, I think it's actually where they, the area that they come from. Right, okay. <laughs> That's Coast. a much better story. Okay, yeah. so you, we're obviously doing research into monkey ghosts. Yeah. We would like to see how the real living ones Before work. they die. It's a lovely looking animal. It doesn't seem particularly aggressive. Are they 
by nature angry animals? Um, in the wild, no. They live quite peacefully in big groups, uh, but unfortunately uh, people were stealing them for pets. They're being kept in captivity by people. Uh, they learn not to be scared of people at all. And uh, when they don't have that fear, they become quite aggressive. How long do you think I would, I would last if I was to go in there? Um, luckily, I've never actually seen um, anybody being savaged by a macaque. I'm sure if you were in there with him, he probably wouldn't mess around. Or that he would want to defend his territory and defend the two girls that he shares the enclosure with. He's got two girlfriends. He has got two girlfriends, yeah. He's a lucky boy. Yeah. Good, good skills. So, I mean, these creatures are very intelligent. Obviously, they can't do things like drive or wear jeans. But what's the most intelligent thing a creature like this would do. Uh, they recognise faces, they know me when I come in on my day off. Not sure about jeans or driving cars. Well, for example, could play Mario Kart, but couldn't complete it on the hardest level. Yeah. He'd probably or... smash up the controller before he got to the higher levels, okay. but... Yeah. John's keen to track down this this uh, ghost ape that he's, he's imagined. Yeah. Like, do we bait a trap? Probably to tempt them in, I would say, um, maybe bagels or... Um, malt loaf is particularly... So malt loaf's a good one? Yeah, okay. Yeah, so when we hold our vigil tonight to bring forth the spirit of the dead creature, yeah. are there any sort of types of behaviour? You know, if I, yeah. if I just run in there with my top off screaming, fight me, mm. it's not going to be as effective Probably as, as not, if, no. you know... You will lose. If you wanted to make a friend with a macaque, um, I'd say definitely go in smiling. Uh, it's a, uh, I come in peace. Another thing you guys need to think about is don't stare into his eyes. Direct eye contact with male, especially Barbara macaques, is quite a sign of aggression. So the animal is not named after someone called Barbara? No. But it could kill me if I tried to fight it? Basically, yeah. Right, we're done. That's all we need to know. Um, just get some ghost bananas. Roger, uh, thank you so much. Adventure. You're welcome, we're, good we're, luck. We're ready to go. We headed back to the castle, armed with our amazing new monkey knowledge, ready to set our high-tech traps. Okay, Mike, yeah, right, John. and I'm going to do what I call a power sweep and let you take you through what we've got here. In the fireplace, I've put the laser tracking system. That monkey will yeah. move through the laser, set the alarm set off. Set the tripwire off. That's a great way to, to, to capture evidence there. Then at the other side of the room, what's the other thing we learned about the monkeys is they communicate Please. using their eyes, their mouths, and their facial expressions. Now, what I've done is I've set up the uh, motion sensor camera, and I've, I've spoken to a very close friend mm. of ours who's a makeup special effects artist, yeah. and they've created um, uh, type of basically a full-size monkey. I'm seeing on the back of the piece of paper there you scribbled in biro what can only be described as an awful monkey head with a very crudely drawn smile on it and two little eyes. I mean that is literally the sort of drawing you expect from a five-year-old person who, who couldn't draw very well. I mean you don't know a lot about zoology and you don't know a lot about special no. effects so I'll let that go. But, but you've done a pair of staring eyes Mm-hmm. Which as we know is a sign of aggression. It's going to say I'm the alpha male, I'm the A4 male yeah. in this case. All right, okay, so that's one side. If you pass me a pen, just give me the, the pen end. back because just there's a way to amend this. Pop down and I do two crosses because, of course, nice. the monkey's dead. So oh, I have two crosses. That's, that's so when a dead monkey sees another dead monkey with a smile on its face... So when your ghost barber ape turns up tonight, as you're hoping, mm. you'll see this, you'll see the smile, you'll see a brethren, almost like he's looking at a mirror. Uh, it's just so well rendered. And he'll look at himself, set off the, the motion sensor on the camera, We'll have some high-def pictures, yeah? Yeah, smack bang then in the middle of the room. What else did we learn about the monkeys? What's their favourite food? Biscuits, uh, malt, malt loaf. Malt yeah. loaf, yeah. So what I've done here is I've assembled some malt loaf on top of the I've movement sensor. Yeah. Um, so if the ghost monkey does get a bit hungry for some food, it'll come in, it'll move the food. Next to that, what can you see? There's a walkie-talkie, John. That's right. Now, that walkie-talkie is set 
permanently on. So when we leave tonight to go to our special camping zone, we will be able to turn on the walkie-talkie at any time, and if the monkey does pick up the motloaf and start eating and set the alarm off, we'll be able to hear it speaking. Can we communicate with the monkey from yes, the campsite? Yes, we can ask it questions. What did the throat taste like? What's it like to kill a man? What's it like to be a ghost? These are questions we yeah, can ask yeah. directly through there. Then I'm pretty convinced least, that if there is a 400-year-old ghost of a dead Barbary ape, which may or may not have existed in the first place, that the stuff you've left around this room will trap it. All of my broadcasting dreams are about to be realized as I prepare to talk to a dead monkey that probably never existed in the first place using a child's walkie-talkie while sat in a cold trailer tent in a wet field with John Rutledge. So what I'm going to do now is simply send a message over. So if there's a, some teenage kids maybe drinking cider, they're going to be scared witless. Exactly. As we know, animals work not on the precise words we're saying, intonation, and approach, and the intonation of our voices. Do it. We're going to see what happens. Come on, come on. I think, John, what you're doing there is, is you're trying to, to attract a ghost cat. I'll just wait. Say, say what you won't hurt it. It won't hurt you. Come on. Why are you speaking in a high-pitched voice? Because it's the intonation of the oh, voice. Okay, sorry. It's a very gentle voice. It's a very soothing voice. Hold my hand. Reach towards the walkie-talkie. Come but, on. I mean, this is a monkey that was alive in the 16th century and was a monkey. So, I mean, is he going to know what a walkie-talkie well is? Well pointed out. What? Hang on. I fare thee well, my lord. Reach forth. Speak into the box of voice. You see what I did there? I That's adapted. very good, then. I adapted. If I was an Elizabethan monkey, I'd be all over that now. I mean, I'd be... I fare thee well. Let me just try a different approach, because I'm going to use what we call the 10 code. You might have seen the film Convoy. Uh, breaker, breaker. Breaker, breaker. Hello, this is, uh, this is Mike Bowens coming out. Hello, Cleopatra. What's your 20? Come on. Uh, that means what's your location. Okay. Uh, have you done a 10-100? That means a poo. Okay. Please don't flick your 10-100 at the kids. 10-6, 10-6. Over. No, he's not into it. We tried everything. Just, later, just wait, just wait. I think just probably just got a bed. Should we just separate beds? Leave the radios on, separate beds. You know the rule. Skin never touches skin when we share a room. No, that's fine. I'll leave this on. Should just say goodnight in case he's there. Good night. After an intense night of no skin on skin action, we rushed back to the castle. I knew this was it. Final proof. Okay, we're going, I'm going up right, now. Back to the Northwest Tower. I'll lead this, guys, just in case. Watch your head. Something shockingly amazing's happened. Yeah. Whoa, Mike, you should check this out. This is, whoa. Wow, this is amazing. Whoa. Let's just paint a picture of words, because this is yeah. hard to take in. Look, for, for example, the food we left for the ghost is sort of gone, there but it's go. been returned in exactly the same way. Yeah. The motion sensor camera. Has it been triggered? Do we know? Whoa. There's an outline, legs, arms. Well, that's us, isn't it? Yeah, that's, that's, that's us. us setting it up. Okay. And then, um, that's it. No, this is just it. Right, laser tripwire. Right, whoa. There we go. That wasn't me. It was you, I just watched you do it. Oh yeah. Okay, so we'll turn that off. Okay, so we've definitely got some strong evidence there. Well, yeah. Of, of what? things, of things. Um, can you feel any presence here, Tony, at all? Can you feel anything? Nope. Okay. Um, I told you, I'm a big sceptic. Just as we yeah. were coming up the stairs, Tony whispered to me, I'm so glad you came because I'm a believer. I just can't admit it because I'm scared. And, and now he's... I didn't whisper anything in you, you He's sweetie. just a little bit shy. So, Don't be shy, Tony. There we go. All um, I can say is one of us, one of us, <laughs> one of us, one of us. 
Tony, how high are we here? Sort of 50, 60 oh, feet? Oh, something like that, yes. Arm and a leg joint on the window? Well, could do, yeah. You want to go chat to the other side? Just going to pop down and check the main power source. So okay. um, I'll be back in five. Okay, guys. Thanks listeners. for believing, Tony. Great to meet you. <laughs> the Unexplainers is a zipline creative production for BBC Radio Wales. <laughs> the Unexplainers Extra! Check out our website, theunexplainers.com. Follow us on Twitter at The Unexplainers. Find us on Facebook or check out our videos on YouTube. The Unexplainers, explaining most things that are unexplainable. Apart from that horrible bit of skin in between your toes, I'm not going anywhere near that. Right, John, let's do a trailer, come on. Okay, here we go. The Demon Seed is happening. It's now. It's here. It's about to open your mind to a whole new world of paranormal existence, mysteries, intrigue. Yeah. Well, it's just that. It's, it's yeah. things that, you know, it's you talking about things that can't be explained. Yeah. And then me, me explaining them. Unlike any other show that's been done, especially <clears throat> between the two of us ever. Oh, yeah, nothing like anything we've done previously. If you want to waste half an hour, then just just, just click the link that will take you to this thing. And it, and it might be longer than that. Yeah. And, and it might be shorter than that. Yeah. But it'll be, it'll be around that, that length of time. I've got it. I've got it. Go on. I haven't got much on. Listen to the Demon Seed. Yeah. And that's it. That's Walk it. in the dog. Listen, listen to, to the seed. Demon Seed. And we can do it together, yeah, yeah. So. Walk in the dog. Listen, listen to, to the Demon Seed. Listen to the Demon Seed. Washing up. There we go. Listen, listen to the to demon, demon seed. seed. Paint in the wall. Listen, listen. The demon seed. Seed. Um, I haven't. Got, I don't know many people. Listen to the listen demon, to the demon seed. seed. Um, um, don't don't like mixing. I want to stay in tonight. Listen to the, listen demon, to the demon seed. seed. Um, um, you've been no, kicked up uh, by your missus because she yeah. found out you've been fiddling with next door. Uh, you live sleeping the in the car. Yeah. Listen, listen to the demon, to the demon seed. Um, uh, had a power cut and I haven't got anything to do. Listen. But your yeah. earbuds still work because your phone yeah. was charged up. Yes. Listen yes. to the demon Listen seed. Listen to the demon seed. Um, car broken down on the side of a motorway. Listen. L- no, no, no. Be careful with that. Okay. Because you've got to be aware of traffic and stuff. All right. Like how about this? How about this? Car broken down on the side of the motorway. Safely gone behind the barrier on the hard shoulder away from the car and called the authorities. And then. Listen. Listen to the demon to the seed. Demon seed. Yeah. That is a good Cross, trailer. Crossing the road. Don't listen to the demon scene. pause. Yeah. Cross the, the road safely. Side. Yeah, get to the other side. And Go then... Go the pavement again. Listen to the demon scene. the demon seed. yeah. Um, what other things Go are Go on there? an hour-long walk. Listen to the demon seed. But then the last sort of 15 minutes plus... Just listen just to bird listen song. To nature. Listen to, yeah, just listen to bird song. You miss out a lot sometimes by, by having headphones on. You miss out yeah. a lot. Worried about being asked for spare change by... Homeless people. Listen to the demon seed. Listen to the demon seed. Listen to the demon seed. Yeah. Or pretend. Uh, just even, just pretend. Listen to the demon seed. Yeah. Classic. On a train, uh, looking out the window. Yeah. Listen to the. In, in a quiet carriage, seat. make sure it's very quiet. Yeah. You don't want none of this. Although we haven't got any drummer bass in the demon seed. No, we can. I can get some in. I'm working on a track at the moment, actually. Well, don't because it'll. Yeah. Think that's true. Might ruin it. Trains in it. Okay. All right, well, I think we've given them a good, a pretty pretty good roundup of what to, how to utilize. Well, producer reset a punchy 15 seconds, so that, that's, that should nail it. That's right in there. That is top of the chart. That was, See, that was perfect. Well done. Brilliant. 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 Uh, thanks, Reese. No problem. Producer Reese, there. I like the way the standards are so low. That was if you If you're producer Reese, you know, listen to the demon seat. You'll have to because he's doing the edit. Yeah.